0: Thank you for joining us.
1: Welcome, welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Pure Hope Show. We have an interesting guest today. She is a modern-day shaman, and she's going to tell us what that is all about. So what I'm going to do at the beginning here is I'm going to read you a poem that was written by a shaman called Kenneth Meadows, and it's called The Great Mystery. Your source and mine was before the heavens and the earth were, before the mind was, and the forms that mind can shape, beyond space and time, yet paradoxically within it all, ever-present, present everywhere. It is infinite. It is the source from which you and I and all of us have emerged from, each to become an I, an individuated essence of the source, to provide the source with another I, to perceive itself and experience the wonder of the world of being another unique expression of itself. This is what I call wonder, of you being you and me being me. And again, that comes from Kenneth Meadows, who wrote it in January of 1993. And he also was a a modern-day shaman who um, I met a long time ago, that has taught me a little bit about shamanism. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about our guest that we are having on this afternoon. And this is so wonderful because it's all going to be archived. We're recording it. And so for all of you who are listening at this very moment, at this present moment, we ask you to just be present, take a deep breath, and just be present in the energy field. And also as you listen to this and you feel that you have received a gem of information or guidance, that it's going to be archived. We have all of our programs archived, and all you need to do is go to the Hope um, Interface, uh, www.hopeinterfaith.com, and you will see our Facebook and you will see our website, and it will help um, introduce you to all of the unique programs that we have, as well as the special um, guest speakers that we have. Ann Ganey, Reverend Ann Ganey, is an intuitive coach and consultant, and what she calls and I call a modern-day shaman. She is certified in the Healing Touch Practitioner and certified as a sixth sensory professional and ordained interfaith minister. She has been doing energy work and healing work for over thirty years, and graduated from. Okay, now I'm going to ask you, Reverend Anne. How do you say that school?
0: Okay, so you say it, Yanke Mune Yache Shaman School.
1: Do you know what those words mean, Yankee? I Monterey. do. What? Yes, what do and they
0: really mean? get at. They get at what a modern-day shaman is also, Hope, because um, here's what they mean. Yache is the principle of learning and knowing and remembering. And if you think about remembering, all of us have other lives that we're remembering or skills or gifts from other lives that we're remembering. So Yace is learning, knowing, and remembering. And mune is the principle of deep, abiding, and personal love that comes from the heart and permeates all that is. And I think of this love as what, when I do healing work, I feel like I'm working with, with mune. And then Yanke is the principle of life and work, performing ceremonies and healing, so integrated life. And I think all of those get at what a modern-day shaman is. It's like you're walking a, a sacred path and integrating life and ceremony and healing.
1: Wow, wow. Because when I read those before when I interviewed you, I was wondering, like, those words must have some significant meaning. So you just graduated in January of 2020. Yes, I think it's no
0: accident that my class finished right before everything shut down.
1: I bet, yes, I bet. (laughs) Um, You also have on your bio that you work with intuition and shamanic practices, energy and spiritual guidance to help a person restore balance and harmony in their lives and realize practical solutions. Her sessions clear barriers and bring new insights that move people forward. Um, Her quote is, I believe each of us is here for a reason. Her work is to help you return to balance and harmony, which is so needed right now, and that can bring your gifts to the world. Anne has also worked in government, higher education, and also non So I do want to welcome you to the program um, this afternoon. It's so uh, wonderful to interview you um, and to bring you out into the world because what I always tell people is that, and I don't say this about a lot of people, but I say this about you and everybody that we had on the summit just lately, um, is that you are um, on Team Humanity, which means that you are here incarnate at this time to bring people into balance and harmony and our planet into harmony and to bring people um out into the world to bring their gifts out into the world so i really 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 want to thank you for being on the program today
0: it's my pleasure thank you for having me
1: well let's talk a little bit more about um you know the word modern what's the difference between when people call themselves a modern day shaman what does that necessarily mean a modern day shaman
0: to me a modern day shaman um, refers to the fact that shamanism is still alive and well and even evolving and um, it's not just an ancient practice that is um, being archived It's a living practice. And so modern-day shamans, and there are a lot of them, um, are working with these living energies and, and evolving the practice even more. There are pieces of it that are ritual and that will stay the same, and then there are pieces of it that will evolve. And I should say, Hope, that there are many, many kinds of shamanism from all over the world and the the school that I went to, and I also went, visited Peru and, and studied in Peru, it is with the Caro shamans from the Andes Mountains. So it's that particular kind of shamanism. And if I could say a little bit about the Caro shamans, they, they are of the Inca tradition and an ancestry. And when the Spaniards were coming to Peru, they, their king saw that it was going to be the end of their society and the end of the knowledge of the shamans. So the shamans left and went up in the glaciers high up in the Andes Mountains and stayed there for 500 years keeping their traditions alive, keeping that living energy of the shamanic work alive. And in 1954, they came down, down to the city of Cuzco and said, it's time for what we know to get out in the world because humanity is dreaming the wrong dream and we need to change the dream. Humanity needs to change the dream that it's dreaming. So with that, they began sharing their knowledge and teaching many people, which is how many modern-day shamans have come to be and are now walking this earth, all of us working towards restoring balance and harmony. So that's a oh a quick little story about about the um involvement of this kind of shamanism
1: so So, do you believe that you're called to come forth and like how did you choose to do this?
0: Uh, yes, I or do believe that you? people have a calling i I had always wanted to go to Peru. Um, however, when I did go to Peru, I thought that I was just going on a trip. And um, even though the person I, w- I went with who led the trip that I went on um, is a shaman and said, Peru has a way of initiating people, um, I did not quite understand that when I went. I-, I was going for the adventure and I had adventure, but I also had initiation. And so when I came back from Peru, Having had some of the rites, um, having had my own initiation, I knew that I would be going to shaman school and becoming a shaman. And, become a shaman. and I, I did that because, in part, it goes so well with the other, with the healing work that I do—the energy healing work. They wow. really go hand in hand quite well.
1: Hmm. That's so interesting because a lot of people ask me the same thing as like, how are you drawn to? to channeling or being a spiritual teacher and I kept on telling everybody I really think it chose me versus me choosing it because I didn't plan my life this way <laughs> you know I
0: Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, you are the path just calls you and it calls you in different ways because I started long ago studying with Native American elders and um and, and going beyond that into studying with intuitive teachers and getting certified in Healing Touch and doing a lot of healing work and my own healing along the way as well. And it just it seems like if you're willing to be open and follow the path, it will keep meandering. It's not a straight line, but it will keep taking you somewhere different and growing your knowledge. Hmm.
1: Hmm. I love the word meandering. I love the I love that word yeah, so what do you think is going on right now with the pandemic? Is that the meandering that's going on because I certainly know a straight path right now, so what do you think is being gifted to the world right now through the pandemic and through the political system that we see here in the United States?
0: Well, I can tell you what my um what I'm getting in my shamanic journeys and I can tell you that I think there are there's not just one thing going on there's many things and I want to be very clear that I don't want to minimize anyone's um, the hurt anyone has experienced or the tragedy anyone has experienced but I think we have been given a stop and a time out to set a new reality and I think that's what we're gonna be doing for the rest of this year. When I do when the when we first were sent home in March and I did a shamanic journey on it. Um and I, I will share this journey and I wanna tell you it sounds frightening when I tell people, at least that's been my experience, is people react um with fear and it was not it's not frightening when I experience it and it's really just information. So I wanna Tell you if you feel fear as you hear this, um, just breathe into that and remember that fear and love cannot be in the same place at the same time. So ask your guides to help you replace fear with love. So in March, my first journey asking what in the world is going on, I was on a, the side of a river, on a river bank with my power animal. And across the river, everything was gray and hard like stone and there was a stone castle that looked a little bit like a Disney castle but um, but it was all gray it wasn't beautifully colored the way Disney castles are and people were fleeing that castle and I heard from my power animal I heard that it has not yet collapsed but it will and then on the side of the river that I was on I could hear the voices of children of the future playing off in the distance. I didn't see the children, but I could hear them. So I knew there was a future for humanity. And um, so that was, so what I got at that time was that it was collapsing and people were leaving. Uh, A while later, I don't remember the timing, I did another journey to say, okay, what's going on now? How has this shifted? And what I got at that point was that all of the people who had left the castle were now out of it. Um, it was still standing. It hadn't collapsed. It was starting to get overgrown with greenery, um, and it was all very quiet on that side of the river. And um, I asked, and I didn't hear the voices of the children of the future. But my power animal also took me up then out of the river valley to a field, a high field of beautiful poppies and showed me um, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz and her companions sleeping in the poppies and said, and then showed me Americans, said Americans are sleeping in the poppy. They're under a powerful spell and they need to wake up. And that was what I got in that journey. The most recent journey that I've had was, um, they told me that we are in This was about a month ago that I went and had this journey. They said we we were entering the most dangerous time because the people who had left the castle were now out amongst us. And we were all together and we were working things out. And so that's where we are today is with all of us, with all of our divergent opinions and beliefs, trying to work things out, and that's why it is so chaotic and why it's impossible to make predictions right now because they change moment to moment as each of us makes our choices, which we're responsible for. So that's what I get about what's going on in the world right now. I think we've been given a time out to go back and to open our hearts and a reset because we're never going back to the what was before. We're going forward to something different.
1: Wow. So. That's powerful, That's... really. It's very powerful. Mhm. So when you go yeah. into trance, or when you do a shamanic journey, for those who are listening and will listen to this podcast, what... Does that look like when you do a shamanic journey?
0: Well, there's a, a method for journeying, and you can learn it easily. There's um, there's many many ways. There's many meditation or or journeying um, apps and and recordings online that you can find, or you can find a shamanic practitioner to teach it to you. And when you journey, you go to the underworld and you work with your power animal and you go with a question, one question so that you can be very clear and you just go and connect with your power animal and are open to what they have to show you. And I find um, lower world is is a beautiful place. It's different than um, ordinary reality and I find that if I just go there and ask my question and I'm quiet, my power animal shows me what I need to know or tells me what I need to know um, in very profound ways, very unexpected ways. Things happen that I could never anticipate. Um, And it's a very, very beautiful tradition and practice that nurtures your soul as you're doing it as well as gives you information and help for living in ordinary reality.
1: Wow. wow. I'm going to ask you a question because I knew a shaman and uh, and he talked about the underworld, but it seemed like he always was working with the dark spirits or ugly spirits and many people kind of got Frightened of this particular person Um, Yeah And he said that You know he would talk about Me being naive or So let's talk a little bit about All the different energies that are on The planet at this time and how Can we help people understand um, You know I'm going to ask the question are there good Shamans and bad shamans Working out there
0: Um I I suppose there are. I, I, It's like in the Wizard of Oz I'm hearing the line, are you a good witch or a bad witch? I know good shamans. There is a difference, mm-hmm. hope, between lower world and the underworld. Oh, okay. Um, lo- a lower world is where you go and you find your power animal and helping spirits. And the underworld may not be so much um, of a helpful place.
1: Interesting.
0: So he may have been working in a totally different realm than I am familiar with.
1: Hmm. Well, that's good to know because I think that after that experience, a lot of people who went to this particular person kind of um, shied away from shamans. And I thought, well, there must be a difference. And what you said, so the underworld and the what world?
0: Lower world. Lower world. In, so in the shamanism working, that I work with, world. we work with the lower world, middle world, and upper world. And middle world okay. is here, our ordinary reality. Okay. And upper world and is the lower, luminous spirits. And what's the
1: lower, lower world? Lower world
0: is power animals. Uh, you, power animals, you're helping allies.
1: Well, that's good to know everybody yeah. listen to that listen to that listen to that because i think that a lot of people um don't exactly know the world that you're working in and so the clients and your students that come to you um why would they come to you or what is their what's the objective of coming to a modern day shaman what would you do for them if they came to you
0: um Okay, I will answer that, but I do want to just say that, you know, you said a lot of people shied away from shamanism and stayed away from that shaman, and I would say that's good. If your gut is telling you that someone is not the person for you to work with, pay attention to that. Um, so I just wanted to say that. People Great. come to yeah. me for for various reasons. Um, I have people who come to me for health issues, Um they have cancer and they're in treatment or they have a heart issue I have, or something hurts and they can't figure out why and nobody can help with it. I have people who come because they're stuck in some area of their life or some pattern or issue keeps repeating and they want to, to clear it and be able to move on beyond it. So I think those are the main two reasons that people come to me for health and pain issues or um, to grow and move on and get unstuck.
1: When they come to you like that, would you call, and you we know we talked a little bit about this chakra malfunction that has come up mm-hmm. in my reading a lot about chakra malfunction. Um, can you explain yes. to our audience what that is and what that might feel like or show up as?
0: Sure, um, there's many, many ways this can show up. So just to give a little bit of review, everyone who's listening to this show probably knows that we have seven main chakras that go up um, our core central column, I call it, sort of up the spine, starting at the base of the spine and up through your core central column, through your throat and your your head and out the top of your head. And there's one at the top of your head. So there are seven of them. They each have a different function. They work with different organs and parts of the body. They work with different stages of life and different issues. So a person may come to me because um, there may be a chakra issue where something is stuck or um, too much energy is uh, is getting stuck in a chakra and it's getting clogged up and then it can't move and function. Um, so... The way I describe it, and this comes a lot from healing work, is that throughout the outer layers of our energy field, which are connected with our chakras, issues start to happen at those levels before they become physical issues. And if we deal with them out in a layer of the field or in the chakra, they don't have to become physical issues. But if we don't notice them or ignore them, And they are allowed to progress, they can become physical issues. So, um, somebody might come to me with, they may have a liver issue, and it's because their third chakra has been clogged for a long time and can't function properly. Or they may have an addiction, and it's because they have an overactive second chakra, which is about your sensory and pleasure centers and feeding your your senses. So chakras can get misshapen, they can get clogged, they can get pulled forward or pulled back, Um, they can get filled up with stuff and stuck. So there's many, many ways that chakras can can malfunction. Hmm. And the good news is, and the beauty of it all is, is that you can easily, with healing, you can easily change that and restore a person to balance. Another thing that happens with chakras is that if one is not functioning right, it may actually show up in another one. I've had experiences where um, somebody comes because um, something's going wrong somewhere and you'll find that it's the chakra below it or above it because if that's blocked, the energy can't move, so it's maybe maybe your heart is not getting fed if your third chakra is blocked. Hmm. So they they work together and there's interaction between them.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. So do you think because of the pandemic and because of the stuff that's going on upon the planet, because um, I think you had heard me say that I have a friend that we would watch um, plays that are going on, different realities that are going on upon the planet, and she would always say, hmm, interesting, consciousness at play, consciousness mm-hmm. creating, yeah. consciousness at play. And so do you think at this time, because of all the stuff that's happening and will happen, because the vision that you had in your uh, journey is the same information, it is the exact same information that i have received through channeling and i agree with you that many people think they gulp and they want to hear all the good stuff don't tell me the bad stuff just tell me the good stuff and i consider it all good stuff but we are going to go through some what i call difficult transitional times and so do you think a lot of people are having some chakra malfunction right now because of all the different energies on the planet
0: Well, what I'm seeing in my practice a lot is people coming in with their third chakra really affected. Um, And what I'm seeing a lot of the time is that they are trying to power through life on their third chakra alone. It's not connected down to the second and the root and grounded. And it's not connected... up above to so that they're not getting spirit inspiration and their intuitive knowledge, their own intuitive wisdom. They're just trying to power through life, and this this has ramifications. It blows out your third chakra. It makes you exhausted. Um, it makes you leak energy. Um, so, and I think it's happening because of fear. It's like people are. I think people don't want to know what's going on. I think one of the things that we're all having trouble with I say all of us is that we are now responsible for our choices and what and the consequences of those choices but we aren't used to be having that responsibility. There's been a buffer. We've had more help with this than we do now and so one of the best things that people can do is choose peace and choose harmony and choose love. And I know that that's not easy. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. Um, and, And the chaos that we're experiencing is because we're all making choices constantly, and we may even make one choice and half an hour later make a different choice. And that so there's that domino effect of how that hits everything else and what's going on. So choosing peace and harmony and choosing love as much as you possibly can these days and doing practices that restore peace and harmony to you are really, really important. And those are the ways that we can start to sort of calm down the chaos on the planet. So don't pay attention to the news. I call the news and social media modern day spells. Pay attention oh. to your own wisdom and and start to do practices, even if it's just taking a walk, that restore balance and harmony. Because as each person restores balance and harmony, we're, we're restoring that to the world.
1: I think that's really important. Remember when we were doing texting or we wrote an email to each other and you said, and I was taken down to my knees listening to somebody talk about um, the conspiracies and the dark force and the conspiracies and stuff like that, and um You had texted me or you emailed me and said, I feel like um, making and eating a chocolate cake, but I'm going to go outside for a walk.
0: (laughs) Yes, I remember that. Yes, Uh, (laughs) it's good to turn that stuff off and get outside in nature, which will restore your faith in the world. Um, Do not give your power to those dark spells. Give your power to what is good and what is light in the world and what is of love. And there's a lot of those. I mean, that, that it's compelling. The news yes. is compelling and social media is compelling because it's dramatic. But yes. it's nowhere near as good as being out in nature is.
1: Yes, yes. Let's talk a little bit about courting. I, I know another time we had talked or we texted or emailed each other or I think maybe it was on a class that we gave together, and you said, what I had been noticing lately is that I had, had felt a pull to go into stores that I never normally would have mm. ever gone into to look around and purchase things. And then I thought to myself, this is what you said, I thought to myself, hmm, something's going on here. So is a spell... Um, like a courting that's going on with us at this time if we listen to the news or television and so on and so forth?
0: It's one way. um, What I was seeing, I I remember exactly what you're talking about and it was a morning I was extremely tired after not sleeping and we were driving on a street. Um, I was in the passenger seat but we were driving on a street filled with fast food restaurants and drug stores and other kinds of stores and as we drove by every store, it was almost like it was happening in slow motion. I could feel these. I wanted to go in and I wanted to eat what they had there and I wanted to buy what they had there and they were not things I would buy or things I would eat. And so I started paying attention, wondering what is this feeling? And as I paid attention, I started seeing etheric, very feathery hands coming out, um, trying to lure me in. And that what I got out of that hope was that marketing is another form of, of modern day spells. And there are reasons to do marketing and there are limits to where we should market. But what was happening was the intentions of the purveyors of these businesses was to get me to come in and buy their things and, and, and leave my money there And that's what I was feeling because I was in such an open state at that time. And I could even see it. So we are swimming constantly in a sea of energy and other people's intentions. And so that's really important to be clear and follow your own guidance.
1: I I loved that visual when you had texted me or emailed me that because then I became more aware of when I would drive down a certain street and I would feel a pull towards a certain place or, like you said, fast foods, or it's interesting because I can even open up a recipe book and I can, mm. I can now feel, sense, a pull. Well, oh, I want to make this triple chocolate Decker cake you know, versus yes. something else. And I feel the energetic pull, and I think that especially as we come to the holidays, um, because I hear it from my sources that we are supposed to watch where we um, take our money, watch where we purchase things, and that I think that it's uh, a good place to talk about as we move into the holidays. Uh, we're going to get pulled in so many directions and that there's tentacles that come from that. And so how can people be more on awareness of those tentacles or the pull to purchase this and purchase that and purchase this and purchase that?
0: Sure. Um, It all comes down to choice, right? What choices are you making? Are you choosing to go into this you're going to be pulled in many different directions but you get to make the choice of, of what you're supporting with the energy that is your money of what you're supporting which is the energy of your presence in certain places so it's about making conscious choices and you know what I would also say it's about giving yourself time and spaces and place where you don't have to deal with that, where you don't have to make choices, whether that's just being in your home or whether that's, you know, and this is hard in Minnesota because it's going to be cold, so you can't just go hang out in your yard, um, which worked a lot in the summer. But you need places of respite, too, so that you don't have to constantly be monitoring That's what I would say is be aware of your conscious choices and what you're doing with your time, energy, money and where you are and then allow yourself places of refuge.
1: Because that's how we're dreaming the new dream. And that's how we're creating the new world.
0: And that's why the news and social media and conspiracy theories You don't want to give your energy to that and be creating that. You want to create actually the antithesis to that. You want to create a world that is safe and beautiful for the children of the future so that you can hear their happy voices.
1: I love that. I love that. Let's talk about the definition of sovereignty because that's what you mean by choice, I believe and to be sovereign in your choices, in your sovereignty to the truth of who you are. Uh, to you, what, what is your definition of a person who is uh, living in their, not their just authenticness, but their sovereignty in their choices?
0: I would say that sovereignty is truly being in charge of yourself, what you let in, what you give out. Um, you know, when I think of the word sovereignty, I think of it in, the ter- in terms of nations and treaties um, and nations being sovereign so that someone else is not supposed to invade their borders. So, so part of sovereignty is having boundaries, clear boundaries and um, maintaining them. And both, that goes both ways. That goes for what comes in and what goes out. And then the agreements that you make with people and be, living in integrity and keeping your word. Um, so being sovereign in your own skin, in your own energy field, having your clear boundaries, and, and, main, and living consciously maintaining your integrity. That would be how I define sovereignty for a person. You are royal in your own sovereignty. Yes,
1: yes. So clearing the chakras or balancing the field of energy of who and what we are and so we don't live in chakra malfunction when all the chakras are working, do you not think that we are much more capable of being sovereign in our choices as we go forward?
0: If you clear your field, absolutely. And there are lots of um, meditations online for clearing your chakras. I will also say that there are times where you need outside help. One of the things we say in the healing field is you need to know when it's your turn to get on the table. You need to know when you need help with healing yourself. And as someone who works with a lot of people um, doing healing work, I I get healing at least once a month to make sure that I'm keeping my field in integrity. So I think, did I answer your question? Yeah. Oh.
1: Absolutely. I love that. And the reason why okay. I bring that up of clearing the chakras and clearing your energy field is because I think of people who, um, even in the metaphysical field or the spiritual field or their channelers or their Reiki masters and so on and so forth, is that they're clearing somebody else's field of energy, and we go home and we um, brush our teeth in the morning, brush our teeth at night. Um, we take baths to clean our body, clean our teeth, and people do not really, um, I hear the word preciously, understand the importance of clearing your energy field right now. And I think what you just said, it's important to know when it's your time to lay on the table.
0: Yeah, and there is so much right now. On any given day, so much comes at us that um, I, I tell people, you know, when you can take an Epsom salt bath, because that's part of clearing your field. Um, when you can sit in the sun for a little bit, because that Clears and recharges your field. Do a chakra clearing meditation. But yes, you're so right. Um, I talk to people all the time who who do clearing. But sometimes you need the amplified clearing of having another person with you, or having someone who's um, very very um, skilled in that or experienced in that. We can't always do it alone, and that may be one of our lessons of this time too. Is that we are interdependent; we're not independent.
1: Yeah, I I, I just think the I think that's so important because um, massage therapists lots of times will say, "Well, when's the last time you got yeah. massage?" Oh, long time or. Um, if you're a Reiki master, one have one of you last had Reiki a oh, long time, or um, and so I think especially right now during this tumultuous time that we all need to take a look at at the possibility, like how often do we go for a healing? And I always tell people, don't wait until it settles in the body. <laughs> don't wait.
0: Exactly. And it's,
1: it's kind of like when they had those milk commercials. Uh, Milk isn't for breakfast anymore, just for breakfast anymore. (laughs) I think that what we need to do as a collective of healers and helpers is to help people understand you don't have to wait until you're in pain to come and see me. In fact, I'm a practitioner who encourages you to come on a semi-regular basis, like you say, once a month, uh, once every other month, whatever they feel comfortable with, to come and clear their energy field right now. Would you like to just expound on that a little bit? How the, especially, sure. I really think it's important during this time right now.
0: Well, it's part of your own physical, personal care. And it's, so, it's preventive. It's preventive medicine to do that so that it doesn't lodge in your physical body. And nobody teaches us about this and in fact our entire medical system is set up to treat disease not to prevent it so we have not as a society valued this the way we really need to it's a reprioritization of what's needed and what's needed is more healing and preventative work and that would require then less medical care less um, invasive surgery, less work with um, pharmaceuticals and which are all you know they help, and when you need them, you need them, but if you can avoid them, why wouldn't you? The other thing about it is it's part of our personal responsibility and part of the choices we're making right now, the choice for life and all that life can be versus an old reality that has us age and get infirm and, and ill. We do not have to choose that. You know, I look at, at billboards. There are billboards now that are making it look like it's not, if you're going to have a joint replacement, it's when and when, you know, they're competing for which place you go to for it. They've become like another fast food restaurant. And so, We need to stop that and say, I don't need a joint replacement. I need to take care of my joints. I need to clear my body. I need to engage in regenerative medicine, which will be growing. That's going to be one of the things that's going to be growing, where we can regrow cartilage in our knees or regrow um, organs. Um, So there are some really exciting things coming, but we have a a few months of some roller coaster to get through before we start seeing some of them begin to emerge.
1: I I um I want everybody who's listening to again take a look at your choices and to uh, recalibrate of where you think you should be placing your money and the attention on your body and. Uh, I just recently went for a massage, and it was a very light massage. And um, she goes, well, most people think this is too light. And I just said to her, well, this is the new paradigm. This is when I come to you before I need uh, big pressure points in my body, pressed really hard or relphing. I don't want to get energy in my body that's coming from my auric field, I'm going to cleanse my energetic field. And and she goes, huh, I never thought about that. And I think the new way for modern-day shamans and Reiki masters and healers and massage therapists is that I would like them uh, and for the Hope Interface Center to bring that attention to people where it's not, just when you are in pain or when you are in disease or when you need, you know, just like you said, a joint replacement, is that what can we do in our new paradigm to prevent that of which was happening in the old paradigm? So how often would you suggest, and I'm not just saying that to come to you or me or anybody, how often do you believe that people should come to perhaps a professional to help them with their energetic field so they don't get into pain?
0: So in my experience, both for myself and for clients that I work with, I would say that that's at least once a month. There are times when it's more often if you're working through something there are times when it may be less often. And I would also say that if you start doing this and get familiar what it feels like to have a clear field, then you will know. You will know when you're getting blocked up and, and when you need to go for help. And I also want to say, Hope, that I give people permission to do this. It's like, we've had permission to go to the doctor, but we haven't had permission to keep ourselves away from the doctor. So please let me give you permission to go get healing before you get sick so that you don't have to get sick.
1: I love that because that is the big thing, is it not, is giving yourself permission to do this. And to me, again, that's going to be the new norm. That's the new world (laughs) Is working with the you're energy right. field before it gets into the,
0: the physical. The new paradigm, field. yes. The new paradigm yeah. prioritizes health, not going to a medical system when you're ill. Yes.
1: Yes. So in so modern day, all that shaman- said,
0: I do want to say that there are great people working in the medical system who have who really want to help. It's just an old paradigm. It is. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to to criticize or um, to criticize them. They're doing the best they can in an old paradigm, but the paradigm is shifting, and we have new possibilities. And why wouldn't we take them?
1: Yes, yes. That's the exciting thing. Is why wouldn't we take them? Why wouldn't we take them? Yes. Is the main tool in the shamanic uh, practitioner his or her own rattle? And why is that? I read that someplace, that the main tool is the shaman's
0: rattle. Is that true? Mm, uh, It's not the tool that I would name as the main tool, but it is a main tool. And the reason for that is it's the tool that helps you travel between the worlds, between ordinary reality and lower world or, or up to upper world. So, it helps you travel between dimensions.
1: And do you use a rattle when people come to you? Do you use a rattle to help them uh, uh, maybe mm-hmm. travel or
0: yes. do a journey? Yep, I use rattles to open people's fields. I use rattles to, rattles is one of the ways that I, I may clear someone's field. I um, use rattles to break up energy. And I have many rattles, and um, a rattle, I mean, I have because I have fire ceremonies, I have rattles that are simply jars with corn or seeds or rice in them because sometimes I need more rattles than I actually have, so I've made them. So anyone can make a rattle in your own kitchen and use it to break up energy in your body, to, you know, if you rattle around your body. Um, use it when you're meditating, if you just rattle it will help you travel to different dimensions. It puts, it puts your mind at ease so that it can travel. And so you can actually not travel, so that you can get beyond the mind. A rattle is a truly amazing tool. And drums are as well. If you look, there's a, there's a ton of peer review literature about the benefits of drumming, the medical and psychological benefits of drumming. And rattling is just another rhythmic, uh, it's just not a drum, it's a rattle instead. So I would say those would tra- translate to rattling as well. Um, but I would say world. that the, my main tool is my mesa, which is my oh, um, my, yes. my it's my small movable altar. Um, and I would say that is my main tool. That hmm. is a tool that grounds me um and and that I use in everything that I do, I travel with it um, that is my main tool. Hmm.
1: Hmm. When people come to you and they're doing different healing modalities with them, like soul retrievals and uh, clearing up the chakras and stuff like that, do you always connect with the elements and the cardinal directions, and is that part of your practice as a shaman?
0: Yes, I always open sacred space, which is connecting with and acknowledging the directions and the earth and the the sky and the great spirit. That's how I always begin everything. I begin my day that way. I begin meditation that way. I begin any healing that I do that way or any ceremony that I do that way. And that's a big piece of shamanism is that you are always working with the spirits and the allies. You're not doing this alone. It's not me doing it. It's me being a conduit and the spirits working with me. Hmm. And always, always I work with uh, the earth, the Pachamama, and the great spirit.
1: So what is Pachamama saying to you lately? as we walk into this time, is she afraid, frightened, is she you know, when you had this vision of the new world what is Pachimama saying to you at this time?
0: She is Pachimama is gonna be fine. She can she can weather what's going on and she can shake us off if she needs to. She will be fine. I think that one of the messages, she's, she's sending us lots of messages. You know, the fires are a message. The floods and the hurricanes are a message. Um, and it all seems to me to be about breathing. If you look at um, COVID, people have a hard time breathing. If you look at George Floyd, he couldn't breathe. He died because okay. he couldn't breathe you look at the fires they are filling the air with smoke and people can't breathe the hurricane is drowning people there is a big message here about breath the importance of breath using breath not taking breath for granted and it's being emphasized in many many different ways
1: It's really interesting. I never thought of all that. It's really about breathing. And I've always heard that about Pachi Mama, too. If you think that I can survive without you, you just cannot survive without me. And I love it that you said she can shake us off if she wants to.
0: Yeah, if we can't figure it out, she will have to do that. But I so believe that we is can a, figure it out, uh, and I believe that we have new technologies coming online that are going to help us with that. But they've been kept from us for for too long, and they're not they're they're going to come out. They're going to come out in the next year or so. Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Well, what? How can our listeners, as we come to a close, um, do you want to give us your website or number or an email of where? are sure. our- our
0: listeners can contact you? Sure. My website is spiritedjourneysllc.com. So it's just just all the words, spiritedjourneysllc.com. And my email address is atganey at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to be of service. Um, Shamanism is a path of service. So I would love to be of service and help work with you on restoring balance and harmony. And every person who restores balance and harmony to themselves is restoring balance and harmony to the planet as well.
1: That's why I call her part of Team Humanity, everybody, because she is of service. She is not... Uh, One who is, I always tell people there's a difference between um, entertaining and um, being glamorous and one that is of great service, and they can be famous in that service. When I always tell people that Gandhi and Jesus were famous, they're still known today and um, they weren't celebrities. They were famous in the work that they do, and they were part of Team Humanity as well. And so the modern-day Team Humanity is here, and Miss Ann Ganey, you are part of that Team Humanity helping right now in this time upon the planet. So I really appreciate who you are and what you do.
0: Thank you. Can I say one thing about service, Jan? I hope. Absolutely, yeah. This, um, I want to say that, Service also has a new paradigm. You know, the old paradigm of service was, oh, it was, you were in, it was more like enslavement. Um, there's a new paradigm of service that's much more reciprocal and mutual. And it's sort of, it's about, it's more like, I will work on your healing with you as hard as you work. And so we are in service together, and service is not something that weighs you down, but something that is buoyant. So that, I think, of the old paradigm being as something that was more weighty, whereas the new paradigm of service is more buoyant.
1: Hmm. I love that. Yes, I love that. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have a prayer, a shamanic prayer that you'd like to end with before we end the program? Do you have that in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, that you'd like to just do a shamanic prayer for everyone in the world right now?
0: Yeah. I will, I will let me end with this prayer. So, um, Holy Mother, Father God, Great Spirit, Holy Spirit, Higher Self of each person on this call in real time now, move us this day in the direction of our highest good and the highest good of all. Move our consciousness to a higher consciousness. Move our vision to the highest possible scenario that serves the greatest good of all. Move our mind with our thoughts. Move our mouth with our words. Move our heart. Move our emotions. Move each of us so that we are in the right place at the right time. Move us today and all days so that we may be of service on this planet and serve the highest good of all, our own highest good and the highest good of each person who is with us and the highest good of all. Help us to be restorers of harmony and balance to the planet. And so it is already done.
1: I love that, already done. Well, thank you, Miss Ann. I appreciate you. I thank you for being on our program Again, this will all be archived if the listeners are listening now or if you listen to the recording in the archive later and you find a gem within the treasure chest of this uh, uh, discussion that we've had here today, of this interview that we have today, I would ask you to pass along that gem. And this is what I always say to people. It looks like this. If you go to a movie and you say, oh, my God, that's a great movie. Then you call up somebody else and you say, you know what, have you seen this movie? It's really a great movie. I think you should watch it. Or sometimes when you go to a restaurant, we say, oh, my God, this is a really good restaurant. Why don't you go to the restaurant? So what I'm asking all of you to do is if you found a gem within the treasure chest of this discussion that we have here today, on Pure Hope Show because that's the purpose right now of bringing you the Pure Hope Show is opening up a treasure chest to high discussions of spiritual integrity and having um, people like Ann Gainey come in and speaking to all of you. If you have found a gem within it, I would ask you to say, oh, my God, please listen to the Pure Hope Show and to this particular archived discussion on this modern-day shaman named Anne Gainey. And pass that along. Just keep passing that along. And that's how we're also um, creating our new world and the dynamics of what is to come. So we're here for you. Anne's here for you. The Hope Faith Center is here for you. And if you'd like more information about the Hope Interface Center, you can certainly go to our website, www.hopeinterfacecenter.com. You can certainly call uh, the beloved angels who are constantly working on not my behalf. They're working on your behalf. They're working on behalf of mankind. They're part of Team Humanity as well. Until we meet again, I want to thank all of you for listening and those who continue to listen. Namaste. Namaste, namaste, until next month. Have a wonderful Halloween and blue moon that's coming up very, very shortly. Goodbye, everybody, and good night.
0: Thank you, Hope. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.